Yo, yo, welcome to the broadcast. I'm about to bring on a good friend of mine, and uh, you're in for a special treat. He goes by Hydro, but his real name is Anthony Riddle. Anthony Riddle. Uh, so, one of my good connections from Kansas City, Missouri. Or as I like to call it, Kansas City Misery. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Not much. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, this is pretty dope, yeah. yeah. Oh, let me see if I can get some better light on me. Yeah, last time I tried to do uh, Facebook Live with the other guy, like, the signal was not that great for some reason. Let me see. Even when and that's when I even with four bars. So I was like, and then I tried Instagram and so far Instagram is way better than all the other options like YouTube Live, Facebook Live. So I'm rolling with this. Let's go. But yeah, yeah, how's your uh and I like the interface too, because you because like on if you do like a Skype, you gotta try to screen record and all that. Yeah, this is easy. So yeah, how's your day going, man? Pretty good. Um just uh what have I done? Just working really working on uh my uh my yeah, working on my, my project um and just getting my stuff together. Yeah. Uh for um yeah, I'm I'm about to move back to my mom's um so that because uh, this this job that I'm getting is seven minutes away from her. Yeah. Um uh, and uh yeah, I'm so I'm gonna be doing uh uh, a heating and cooling apprenticeship. So uh, I'm excited about that. Doing the HVAC stuff. Is that? Yeah. Is that? Did you say you had like an uncle or something like that that was doing that? My my uh my grandpa has his own business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he has some. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm excited about that. It'll definitely fuel my uh my dream. Yeah. Uh, and you know being able to stay with my mom's, although it's not something I want to do. You know, it, it, it'll give me, uh, um, I'll be able to save up, you know, to be able to get out uh, and get my own place. Because I'm, uh, you know, I've been debt free for about five or six months now. Yeah. It's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Yeah. Uh, so. Congrats on that, man. That's a, that's a good feeling. Not having that all over your head. Uh, sure, man. Do you, hey, do you have, are you on Wi Fi right now? Or are you, uh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Is it, um, good? This, it's, it's like, it's, it's good, but it's like doing this random, um, like for a minute, like you almost say you got like a twitch. And then, like, okay. now it's blurry. Whatever you just did made it blurry. What'd you just do? Yeah, I know. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, I may, I may have to go out and come back in. Did you turn on a filter or something? No, I, I just was checking to see if my Wi Fi was on. Oh, like, I just okay. pulled my, okay, pulled cool. the top of my screen down. I'll X you out and I'll bring you back home. Okay. Alright. I, I guess when I, oh, I must have had something on my hand when I when I went down yeah, and checked it. Yeah, you had a smoky look going on. So, so, yeah, real quick, so you, um, you're not going to do the airline? You're not going to do the airline thing? You just get airline thing. Weren't you going to do well, the airline? Weren't you thinking about doing that? Possibly? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about doing that, uh, but uh, I don't know if I... Did I tell you that um, I'm a part of a funk band now? 
Oh, no, that's dope. Is it with, uh, is hey. it with your boy, uh, Louis? Uh, Louis? <laughs> nah, man, Lou, Lou's actually about to head to, uh, he's about to head to North Dakota uh, to work on a pipeline. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's gonna be some good money up there. Right, right. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be cold, but he's got a pretty good gig uh, lined up. Like, uh, with with the uh, um, with the oil rigs, he's got a friend who works on like the X-ray um, machines there, to where you you um, in inspect the pipes. So yeah. he'll he'll start that. Excuse me. Um, in, in like three months, so he won't have to be outside the whole time. That's what's up. Do you? Uh, yeah. And then so you say you're a partner. You you join the funk band. What's the name of it? Um, um, it's um. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, it's JC the the new king of funk. JC. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it like Jesus Christ? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, his name is Jewel Carter. <laughs> that would be hilarious, right? Yeah, no, it is. It's it's not a. It's not Christian based. The Christian Parliament. <laughs> man, y'all wear. No, man. Hey, so, uh, what's up, man? Y'all got any music recording yet? Um, no. At the moment, we're just working towards uh, touring. So uh, the the first show is March 30th in uh, Louisiana. Oh wow! Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, there aren't going to be any shows in KC, so I'm really excited about that. All right, uh, time, time out, time out. I'm doing like the interview backwards. All of a sudden, my bad, bro. I started <laughs> getting it. So we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right, we do the whole little introduction or whatever, and then uh, we'll get like get right into it. So all right, my name is Aaron J. Yancey. Uh, today I have my special guest, Anthony Riddle, a.k.a. Hydro, uh, a.k.a. many other names that I probably don't even know about. But, uh, yeah, say hi, say hi to everybody, man. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey. So uh, I started this whole Job Jumper Journeys uh, vlog, ongoing documentary, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I mainly just, I wrote this book called Job Jumper Journeys, how I've had over 33 jobs in 31. And as an extension of that, I wanted to be able to have an excuse to just talk to people of all walks of life about their journey, about different jobs they've had, what they wanted to be when they grew up, all that good stuff. So uh, just an excuse to just do these kind of conversations with people. I feel like people don't do it enough and hear each other's stories. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to jump right into it. So uh, Anthony, um, what, what for you, man, like when you were a kid, like, you know, like every kid is different, but usually around the time of like five to eight or whatever, people start asking, you know, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? So like, if you can like yeah. think back that far, like for you, what were some of the things that like popped in your head, you know, things that you um, saw yourself doing? I, I wanted to play in the NFL. Hold on, hold on, give me just a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't tell me you seen ghosts up in there. Get that. Welcome to the broadcast, uh, Philly Phil Josiah. Welcome, welcome. Conspiracy Drunk Four. Welcome to the broadcast, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Let me see. You said you wanted to be in the NFL. Yeah, I, I really wanted to be in the NFL. Um, 
bad. Like I was like, I was super fast. Uh, as as a kid, I was playing against kids that were like, and when I was six and seven, I was playing against kids who were like uh, twelve and thirteen, and I was running past them easy. Um, I, I was just like, I thought I was super, you know, Superman. Thought I was super cool. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely definitely on the top of my list. NFL. Was that like how old were you, Ronnie? Was it like five, six, or it it was about uh, seven or eight. Nice. Were you like playing like pop, little pop one or something like that locally? No, no. I I I was just playing backyard ball, just just in the backyard. Yeah, nothing, nothing organized. And and I know I know you better than, but everybody else out here doesn't really know you. So like, where? uh, Tell everybody real quick your name, and then once again, because we got some new people, and then like, where are you from? Where did you uh, uh, where did you grow up? Where you born? Where did you you know born and raised and all that? Sure. All right. So uh, my name is Anthony Riddle. Um, I uh, I was born and raised in Kansas City, uh, many different parts of Kansas City, mainly uh, like growing up from about from birth to about uh, eight years old. It was South Kansas City, Missouri. Um, then after that, moved to Kansas City, Kansas, uh, went to uh, four different elementary schools, one middle school and two different high schools, one high school, uh, in Kansas City, Kansas, JC Harmon. And then I went to, um, I graduated from Northeast high school. Now, so what was that, what was that like for you in high school? Once you got to like high school, what were, did that change the whole football dreams change? Did, uh, you start playing football or what, what um, was, how did you, how did you develop into like, what did you start thinking you wanted to do next after that? Like, in high school, once you got to high school. Okay. okay so, uh, my freshman year, I played, uh, well, well, first, okay, I'll, I'll go back just a little bit to middle school when I started, uh, playing, uh, uh, when, yeah, I started playing baseball. Well, first I was running track mm-hmm. and then I was playing, uh, I was playing baseball, uh, and I was, I found out that track season and baseball season started at the same time so i was like oh i, I gotta play baseball i just uh i i started to get uh w- once i realized that i wasn't gonna get that big and because i thought i was gonna be as big as my dad my dad is 6'2 250 pounds so i was like yeah i'm right i was like i'm going to the nfl but then uh i got my mom's side of the family which she's 4'11 uh i don't know her weight and if, if i did I, I wouldn't tell it but uh she uh <laughs> So I, I I got her side of the family's height, um, and couldn't gain a pound. Like my metabolism, super fast. Like I I've been out of high school for twelve years, and I haven't uh, I've gained probably three pounds since then. Oh wow! Um, so, uh, but going back to uh, when yeah. So then, um, uh, I was playing baseball. I played my first year of football of organized football in ninth grade. Um, realized the uh how rough it was and the impact uh, that it was going to do on my body and I was like mm-hmm. yeah I'm probably not going to stick to this so I started falling in love with baseball so then my dream was to play in the MLB um, I at least wanted to play on another level than high school um, and so yeah that that's how that transitioned from in high school um, uh, and then I also wanted to be a counselor I started to um, I, I, I'm a Christian I've been a Christian for years um uh, and so I, I started to, uh, I was always debating people. 
off of you know what what they believed and everything but uh my my senior year i remember hearing god tell me to just be quiet and listen to people and so as i did that i i recognized that people started to open up to me more and 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 they started to uh feel feel more more of a connection and i believe that that was christ through me wow. uh and so so that that was like me being uh so that that was definitely one thing that I wanted to do was like be a counselor and studies psychology. Wow. So I I, I I know I can keep talking, so I'm gonna let you. No, that's, that's, no, that's real good, man. If you you just keep going, I ain't gonna cut you off. So like leading into that, so in high school you started to feel that you know you I'm because I remember I met you when you were in high school, right? You were in high school, right? No, no, you met me when I was about 22. Okay. Twenty one or twenty two. You're so young looking, man. I always forget that you uh like you're twenty you're twenty six eight now. Nine. 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 Mm-hmm. Curry time is flying too, that's the other thing. Like Right. Fast. So like when I met you you were work um because you started working in that youth department though, like at the church at uh at Sheffield or whatever. Yeah, right right after high school. Okay, cool, cool. So you um so Talk about like your, your your transition from high school to college and like what that was like, or or did you go right into college or what was that like for you? Okay, um, so that transition was go okay going from uh, going from high school. Uh, I had a I, I was originally going to go to the Navy. I had taken my test and everything. All I needed to do was sign the papers, and I would have been ready to get shipped off. Uh, but my my baseball coach came to me and said that, hey, we got a scholarship, you know, for you uh, from Avila University. And I was like, oh, cool, sweet. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. It was a full ride, um, everything. I was like, well, you know, that's cool. Um, so then uh, all I needed to do was score a, a 20 on my ACT. I was a terrible test taker. Um, and I, I was taking an ACT prep class. And the the class was just jokes the the whole day. They're like we we could barely get anything done because the, the teacher couldn't uh, keep control of his class. Now I can use it as an excuse, but it's no excuse for me not you know being able to get a twenty on on the ACT sport. Uh, but so I didn't get uh I didn't get the scholarship uh, because of my ACT scores. I took it twice, um, and then I. Uh, um, they they said I, I should go to community college to become eligible for the scholarship. So I was like, okay, um, I'll do that. I went to try out for the uh, for the baseball team there uh, at Longview Community College. Uh, did that and um, didn't hear back from the coach. Uh, they they were impressed with my with my speed, but that was about it, I guess. Um, and I uh, that's when I remember feeling the most depressed and just feeling like maybe this isn't for me because I didn't like my classes I, I, I didn't like anything really about school and I, I was so excited to be able to play baseball but my last year of playing baseball was 2007 and I haven't played since then um, so uh, that transitioned me into uh, arts and I started miming again and then uh i started uh, i bought a keyboard in 2019 no 
I'm so old, no, it's not 2019. When I was 19, so 2008. Um, and then I started playing songs and learning how to play, uh, uh, learning how to play and write songs at the same time. So that that's how I kind of transitioned into music because baseball wasn't there for me. And it was just like, I needed an outlet. And my friend that recently passed away in April of, wait, hold on. Let me get this timeline right. Okay, so 2009 when I got when I got the keyboard. February 2009 I got the keyboard. Started writing songs. 2008 my friend passed away in April, and he wrote uh, he wrote poetry um, with no rhymes. He never rhymed anything, and he I remember seeing him win a, a poetry contest at school, and he was dope. And he purposely didn't rhyme. He he wanted to he wanted that to be his. Um, his mantra or his, his his thing yeah so uh so that that, that was cool and I, I i so i was inspired from him uh and i started writing uh like that and i've been doing music ever since pretty much so that's what wow kind of how things transition that's uh crazy. and I, I was, i'm sorry go ahead no keep going keep going um, um and and uh also at the time of me doing mime and learning how to uh, do music and stuff. I started, um, I started doing drama with, with my sister as, as like a co, um, um, a co-director of drama uh, for the youth at our church, from the ages of 18 to 22. Uh, I was in some plays. Uh, I, I played Moses. I did a mime in, in that same play. Then I played Satan in a, in a play called Tribulation Christmas. That was the most that that is what birthed Hydra. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, but yeah, so that, that's kind of the... Uh, man, like, that's, that's the hardest thing for my be, me doing these interviews. I should, like, really take notes as I'm doing them. Because, like, every time somebody says something, my brain is, like, it stops on what they, like, that last thing. Like, dang, like, that's dope. Like, I have something else to ask <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. It's just okay. funny that I've known you this long, but I didn't know that little story about your uh, that baseball situation and like school and everything. Like, it, in yeah. a way, kind of reminds me of uh, like my, when I took the LSAT and I had one forty-seven twice. I needed like above a one fifty something to get into law school, or whatever. And so uh, I got at my ACT. I think I had like twenty-two, and I'm like, and I I really never studied for that as much like. I had the practice books. So I was like, I ain't studying for this thing. Because at the time, I just didn't really... When you're that young, I feel like you don't... You kind of care, but you kind of don't care at the same time. Like, unless you really have parents who are, like, super-duper strict. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. boy, you put yeah. in there and you're, gonna, like, you're not leaving this. You're not doing anything until you study. I mean, you know, so... Um, or you got some, like, a coach in your corner, like, hey, you could do this. Like, So um, I can relate to that in so many ways. So, like... Going back, you said, uh, so the music stuff, you didn't start that? Oh, no, one other thing. Your buddy who passed away, did he publish any of his work at all? I don't know. He was in college. He was about 21 when he passed. Uh-huh. Um, I would have to ask his, uh, his his sister or his mom. Yeah. See, see if you could get some of his stuff, man, like, and, and, uh, DM me his name and all that, because I would love to just, like, when I'm on here to read some of this stuff, like I'll, cause I've, I've been reading people's books and I got this whole idea of keep uh, doing recordings of me reading poems and, and quotes of books. So anyway, if you can get that info, man, send it over to me. I love it. 
like keep his I feel like the best way to keep somebody alive is through their art or their like their writing. I agree. Their I story, agree. Their story. So, um, what's the other thing you said? Uh, so music, yeah. Did you start doing that before high school or? That all started like around that time, like when you got the keyboard. Were you doing music and dance? You seem like you've been doing music, dancing for at least dance, especially music as well for a while. Right. Um. So, um, I'll start. I'll, I'll start with dancing. Uh, dancing. Uh, I started after I uh, saw the movie Breaking in 1999. Uh, I, I saw that. I wanted to be Turbo so bad, and so my my brother and I like we didn't have a large mirror so we we were standing in front of our TV like turned off and like we could see our reflection in, in, in the TV and we would just dance in front of it and try to try to put uh you know just try to put moves together and I, I remember he would he he do like a lot of groundwork stuff and he could pop lock and stuff too but uh but he uh <laughs> But, but but yeah, then I, I I just he was always into music. My brother was make, making beats and and uh, and doing stuff, and I always wanted to be like him. I was like, oh my god, he's so cool, you know. How much older is he than you? Just two years, just two years. But he's so much he's so much taller than me that you know that that I distance myself from from you know from him as far as like age as well. Uh, but. Um, so I started, uh, I started dancing and I started dancing at church, uh, before that actually slightly before that. And then after that I danced, um, um, yeah, I was just dancing at church pretty much, uh, just do human videos and dramas and things like that. But I, <laughs> I always wanted to do something different because the, the, uh, the storylines, uh, for the for the human videos were always almost the same <laughs> and it, it drove me crazy because I, I i just i grew up as a critic you know i was always always criticizing somebody's music or how a pastor would preach or just, just anything and so that's where music comes in for me because i had i believe i've been introduced to some of the best music ever you know like motown like the old school stuff and the stuff that just stuff that really um brought the soul out you know in people and connected with people i i was introduced i was introduced to that at a young age from you know and it didn't really matter the rapes of people just as long as they you know their craft was good um and my mom uh introduced us to a lot of a lot of good music and i i kind of was upset with her because I, I couldn't get with the music today you know, as a kid, it was just like I was constantly arguing with people about how terrible music was today and how it has no feeling, and I I can't feel a thing, you know. But but um, so when I started doing music, I always I wanted to be I wanted my music to be classic, you know, like that that was my my number one goal was like if if my if I don't do anything, I just want I want my my, my music to be able to play. 20 30 40 years from now and still feel the same as as now you know it it, it, it it's not a, it wasn't an era uh or a um a certain time when when this type of music was played like i just wanted to be classic so that's a uh, timeless yeah i'm not sure 
so you so you didn't do the so you didn't do the you didn't do the baseball thing at Apple. You went to community college for a while, and like, um, so and then you ended up dropping out, right? Yeah, I, I did two semesters uh, at Longview. Um, no, I think I did one semester actually. Yeah, at Longview, and I was just like, I'm wasting my money because I I don't want to do this. That's long. We talking about the Longview and uh, Lee Summit, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, that that's they actually have like one of the best. Just I don't know if you knew it. They have like the best baseball team in the country, like with JUCO. So like. Yeah. Yeah. You were, like, <laughs> that wasn't just you. Like when you were trying to get on, like that was like you had picked like uh, JUCO baseball, or whatever. And so, right. No. Like, uh, Cardinals. They, they doing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but and also like too like I learned when I went at, went to Truman. Like you really have to. I was trying to walk on their basketball team. You really have to be there, like all the tryouts. Like not the trials, but the uh, like conditioning. Like you got to be there before the tryouts there, and like get to know the players and the coaches, and like really almost get in there. Network, yeah. It's about more about networking. Yeah. So like when it comes yep. time for the audition or whatever, they just say, "All right, this, this is a formality or, or whatever." So right. Uh, so you went from base. You didn't do that, and then. What happened there? Did you, did you uh did you work like a, some odd jobs and like what, what happened after that? Yeah, I was working at Coles while while I was going to college. Um, I was doing Coles in the evening and working. Uh, I mean, going to school in the mornings and then going to to um work, working at Coles in Overland Park uh, in, in the evening time, and that was uh. It, 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 I mean, it was cool. It was easy. It was a retail job. Um, but I started off the first three months overnight, I think. And then I started doing uh, um, evenings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was that that transition was crazy. Uh, it, it was pretty easy, though. Uh, I, I was doing cleaning as well. I was doing housekeeping. So, um I didn't start doing a retail. My hotel kind of housekeeping at hotels kind of thing, or at uh, uh, I, I was doing the housekeeping at uh at, at Coles. Oh wow! So yeah, was that now was that your first job, or did you like uh, work anything else? Did you ever like get introduced to entrepreneurship early on? Or, uh, before you nah, um, my first job was when I was twelve. Uh, we raked leaves for some company. Um, when I, when I think about it now, I think the guys were pretty shady. I I, I don't know why. Like it just felt like they were shady. I did get paid. It was like sixty dollars a week or something like that. But I mean, as, as a kid with no bills, like yeah, that's you know, that's cash. That's candy and video game money right there. Exactly. <laughs> Nice. And so you, uh, but Coles is like your real first, or I guess corporate kind of job or after, after that or? Um, let me see. I, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, in between, see, summertime, I, I did, uh, uh, I was a trash man. Uh, that was an adventure. Like, that was the funnest two months of my life. Um, my gosh, I, I had never, like, I, I, I was, you know, always thought about being a trash man. I was like, I wonder what that's like. And it was a blast. Like death and bomb? Like one of the big ones? Um, for, for um, Jim's disposal. 
Hey, that's the uh, that's the black owned business, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Up in KC, yeah. Yep. I I went to church with with the owners of it um, at the time because I had left Sheffield and then uh, for like three years came and, and then came there. Uh, uh, but hold on, you were uh, going to, uh, you were going to uh, Harvest up in North KC? No, 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 no. I was going to a church called Greater Holy Temple. Okay, okay. Never heard. Yeah. Of that. So you, yeah, uh, small coach. And you were like 16, 18 at the time you said, or 16 when I uh, when I was a trash man. And uh, man, stories crazy. Like I, I had one story where I, I was I wasn't sure of any of the routes, and I did different routes every day because I was just a temp. I was filling in. You so the I was getting paid. You on the back of the truck, right? Just like right. yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was getting paid like forty bucks a day. So but it was just like to, you, had to, you had to know like you had to know what which when you say route, just to clarify, you had to know like which houses you had to pick up trash from because it wasn't always labeled on the trash man, that kind of thing. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. They like the because you ride with somebody, um I mean there's there's a driver and there's and there's two um two tr- trash men and like um one trash guy you know he, he always let me know like hey you know this is where you pick up and you know this is where you this is where you do that stuff so i was trying to be proact- proactive one day and we were on like the side of this road and there was a trash bag there so i went to grab it and go to pick it up and the guy was like no 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 and like this dead dog fell out and and it, it hit my foot like the the i screamed so loud Bro, I screamed, I screamed bloody murder, man. I was like, this is disgusting. Like, I saw the, you know, dog's eyes closed. It, it, it's head hit my foot, you know, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like just like another part of the body. It was the head. At so, least a dead body, though. That would have been anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. In Kansas City, yeah. you know, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I probably would have went home. I was like, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm scarred. Wow. Right. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so that was that was crazy. Um, I fell into the trash truck one time, like trying to swing a bag into the trash can. I mean, in, in, into the trash truck. So I I fell in there while it was going. So I had to kind of wait for for them to for them to stop to to get out of there. That was funny. I've heard stories of people following it, like at the bigger facility. They have like I guess mm. a big grinder or something. Like that. Oh, dudes following them suckers, like yeah. So yeah, it's good they got you out, man. So you, so you did that? Did you do? Um, did you ever have anybody introduce you to like working for yourself at all? Like originally, or did you try to do that? Not at that. Not at that point, no. Um. I ran into that at Coles actually when I was working at Coles. Actually, I, I still know the guy t- uh, to this day. It was um, uh, um, it was Amway. Oh yeah, Classic. right. So, <laughs> right. So this this guy saw me and I was dressed because I used to dress to the T when wow. I worked at Coles. That's how they find you. <laughs> right, right. I I was in a shirt and tie and I was smiling and saying hi to everybody and. I, I love working in customer service, uh, uh, you know, just helping the customers, you know, getting them what they need on time. If they if we don't have it here, you know, I can call another store for you. You know, it, it, it was fun. But um, but yeah, one, one guy stopped me. Uh, I was at the cash register and he was just looking at me like, 
like, hey, man, you know, such and such, this and that, and just talking to me. I was like, okay, cool, you know, and he gave me his number. was like, no, he, he saw me one day, then came back came back a few days later and, and was like, hey, man, you know, I want to know if you'd be interested in, you know, and, and, and hanging out sometime or doing something like that. I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, what are you about? And he was just like, just gave me really small details, of course, you know, because they don't want to be too overbearing. Uh, but he never introduced me. I mean, he, he never gave me the uh, uh, the the layout of the business. You know, and I was just like, I was kind of like kind of waiting for that. And I think that he was just trying to butter me up so much to where I would have no problem with it. But I'm, I'm just not that kind of person. I'm, I'm like, all right, once we get to a certain point, I'm, I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Are we just hanging out? You know, yeah. what's, what's what's going on? Yeah, of uh, and, and then he would always tell me about the uh, about the s- success stories. And I'm, I'm just not I'm not a person who's moved by that, because if I don't work like that, I'm not going to get that. You know, and I know that I'm like, just tell me what people are doing to get there. You know, don't tell me about them when they get there yeah. or, or, or or how, how they're already established. So I was about 22 at that time when uh when i found out about that i was 19 19 or 20 trying to think because i had been at Coles. i worked for Coles for almost six years oh wow. that was the longest, yeah it was the longest stint of a job that i had um but so from uh from that and when i transitioned out of Coles is when i uh is when i joined the military wow. and that was a wake-up call for me for sure what made you uh, originally choose? Because you, you chose, uh, it was Army. All right. What made you choose that place? Yeah. I knew um, the lady that worked worked in jewelry at my job at Coles. Her husband was a recruiter for the Army National Guard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> so uh, I honestly, um, I mean, I look back on it now. Of course, I, I would have done things differently. I would have uh, either gone active or waited for this um, Air Force uh, recruiter and get back with this Air um, with this Air Force recruiter because I called him. He told me he called me back. He didn't call me back for six months. I mean, but he called me back, you know, because uh, they were super busy. Yeah. But I would have gone Air Force if, if I could go back now. I, I would have gone Air Force for sure because they have so many jobs that transition. Uh, from the Air Force to the c- civilian world, I think it's like 80% of their jobs transfer over to the c- civilian world. Whereas in uh, in in the Army, I, I don't know the percentage, but I know a lot of the jobs, and a lot of the jobs are specifically for Army equipment or Army-based um, things. And so you're not really, you're, you, you basically have to retire in, in, in the army, if you if you really want to do it right, because wow. yeah, that that's honestly the best way to do it. So you did. You ended up. Uh, yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, you are, I think I already told you I almost did Air Force Reserve, but that's a whole another story. So you, uh, <laughs> so you you got in there, and uh, what was that experience like for you, just being in the Army National Guard? Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> it showed me so much about myself, I would say. Um, 
Tom, it was an before you go before we pray. Did you have you ever taken a personality test? Like one of those Myers-Briggs ones? I don't think so. Okay. I'm gonna no, send you, no, I'm gonna send you a link to that uh it's like 16personalities.com because I'm I'm like I'm in this like ENF it's like ENFP and then the letters don't ask me right now but they are each stamp or something mm-hmm. but like it's funny like I'm in groups on Facebook and I don't know personalities mean a lot so anyway, I'm just curious to kind of know what your personality really is like to kind of see how that affected you like if you were even a good fit for the military, like you should. If you should even even get for Don in the military, I'm, from this from this guessing, I'm thinking no, you like you're basing your personality. But I don't know, keep keep going. I'm sorry. I just I was just thinking that before you go on. You're you're good, man. Uh, I I realized how um how stubborn I was, how how much I didn't like um authority. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I really don't like this. Like, I thought that I would fit right in, and I'd be like, yeah, who, you know, who rise, go, go army. But I, I was very much like, what is the point of this, you know? And I understand the intensity that they put you under during basic training is to, you know, to get you kind of in a war mi- mindset and how to operate through, you know, how how to operate properly through um, stressful situations. So I definitely understand that. It's uh, definitely 90% more of a mental game than it is physical. You know, for people who don't do physical activity, it was definitely tough. But for someone who's in at least decent shape, you know, working out three or four times a week, it it, it was nothing. The physical stuff was like, it's a joke. You yeah. know, but... Um, uh, but other than that, I would say the basic training showed me the most about myself as far as um, as far as my strengths, my weaknesses, um, how how well I work in a team, um, how much of a leader I am and what I what I understood. And something that I'm still working on is that I am a leader, but I don't like to lead. Like, like you don't have to be in front of people. Like you can lead by like example. I'm guessing you're saying. Just, yes, I I don't mind leading by example. You know, just like okay, I'll, I'll do that. But I'm like, don't don't count on me. You know, don't 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 bet your bottom dollar on me. You know, type of thing. It's it's kind of like I'll do it on my own. If there's something that you can get out of what what I do, then cool. But don't don't put these expectations over me. Um, and I learned that that's just that that's just a fear, you know. And it's something that that God is working on me with, because um, I mean, it definitely was like that when I was back at Sheffield, and I was putting this kind of putting this limelight of being uh, this person who was very talented. And so, you know, kids kids look up to you, you know, when you have talents and, and when you have when you can do things that they consider cool. And, uh, and 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 so I I was like sometimes it felt like I was walking on eggshells, like I had to make sure that everything that I say, you know, is godly, is holy, and make sure that my my heart is pure when I when I say something, when I when I speak to someone or correct someone. And so it it was a different uh it, it was definitely s- s- something for me uh 
I I wish that I sought after a mentor. Like, hey, I need somebody to help me with this life because I'm not I'm I'm not calculating things right because I feel like I'm leading people and I'm not being led, you know, type of thing. That's kind of where I was uh, going through um, going through the youth uh, when, when when I was a co-director uh, in the youth department uh, in 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 the drama department and then i was really looking for a mentor when i joined the military and didn't did not find one you know and and god i felt that god was telling me that you know that he's given me all the things that i need but i i, I definitely i need someone to be accountable to and 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 someone who can uh, someone who can guide me and you know and help lead me towards what i need to do um in in life for my purpose for everything but joining the military was a uh was an eye opener it was it was like uh it was basically like just being a part of the government you know when you think about or or like be, be being a part of the best and worst parts of america because you're pretty much you're, y'all do your basic training down there with the actual army people, right? Like every like yeah. right yes, it's all it's it's all inclusive until you go back to your uh until you go back to your unit. So uh I did my schooling and everything with people who 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 were full time army, uh army reserves and and then Army National Guard, which is what I was. But yeah, it's all pretty much all the same. You got any uh, crazy stories from that time period? That from being down there? Cause you were down in Dallas, right? Or no, no, that's the airport. Is that y'all go to? Where'd you where'd you do your basic at? Uh, Fort Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, it's beautiful down there, man. Uh, but stories. Um, let me see. There's one story I have. <laughs> uh it was during our processing okay so when you get down there for your processing it uh they <laughs> you they kind of snap you into this mode of like no sleep so so you get there and they're like all right you know you get all your stuff uh you you get processed in get your name all, all that stuff processed in and they send you upstairs up to your barracks Put your stuff up, you know. Go, go to sleep. Thirty minutes later, they're like, "Ah, oh, we need everybody downstairs." <laughs> <laughs> so they, so we get up and we're like, "Okay, you know, everybody's kind of excited and kind of nervous." It's like, "Ooh, you know, this is this is the crazy stuff that people talk about." So then we go down, you know, we go downstairs and and we go all into this auditorium, and there's these drill sergeants. That are screaming their heads off at people for falling asleep. So <laughs> that crap, that crap kept me awake because I was laughing so hard. I was laughing, and, and I, I would see people. I would see people just, you know, <laughs> doing doing the heavy nods. <laughs> I was like, oh, here he comes! Here he comes! Here he comes! <laughs> waiting for the drill sergeant to come up and, and grill him, man. That crap was hilarious. Um, I'd be talking to people, they'd be falling asleep mid-sentence, 
like it was serious man <laughs> people people crazy um, i mean it, it was it was crazy um but then i got held back uh for another week because i had to uh uh because i was you're supposed to have two pairs of summer boots and one one pair of winter boots and they only had one pair of summer boots in my size so then i, I had to stay back a week i was a holdover and for like the first three days we did nothing like we went we ate breakfast and then we came back to the room and then we ate uh and then we went ate we went back ate lunch came back to the room and then we went back ate dinner came back to the room. that's how it was for three days so i'm thinking like this is gonna be this is sweet no it was two weeks it was two weeks that i was held back that's right uh it, it was two weeks and, and i was like this is freaking cool and then and then uh reality kicked in and, and we were shoveling rocks for the, for the next for the for, for the rest of the time shoveling rocks man doing all these details cleaning bathrooms it was it was just it was annoying you just got in trouble or something like that or like no no like when you get held over you just do the dirty work i mean because you were uh because they're paying in you you know are so you waiting, are you like waiting for your tech training or something like that or, or um this was waiting for basic training um uh, also this is kind of like this is not the it's like not the delayed enlistment programs it's like, like once you get down there and you're waiting for you get down there we waiting for basic yeah so you get down there and you spend a week processing so they're getting all your um and all your medical information you know getting all the things that that like you need Those to do to, getting all that there and all your documentation and all that's getting stored in there yeah all. it's it's such a long process and they say that they spend twenty thousand dollars on each soldier like this is what's said i don't know if it's true or not i haven't done any research but like they were like uh each soldier you know gets twenty thousand dollars spent on them so so if you feel like you you don't want to go and you want to go home like there was a cat okay we were in basic training <laughs> there there was this guy who like stress when, when 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 the stress happens like it takes over some people right so there was a guy who um what was his name shoot i don't remember his name he was a, a black kind of stocky guy uh -huh. and and he um he said he was going to go full metal jacket on one of the uh drill sergeants right <laughs> and, and, so, and so one of one of our uh um one of our battle buddies or I, I one of the soldiers there told told one of the drill sergeants that so then another drill sergeant flips out on him and he's freaking going crazy and and like they when when they like pull a soldier aside or like they pull a platoon aside and they make you do push-ups make you do all this stuff like yep. for you know misbehaving it's called and getting smoked so it's like it's, so like they they smoked him for a while 
And uh... <laughs> all right, so welcome back. Sorry about that. I forgot that it only allows you to go for an hour on here. So I'm gonna bring my buddy back, and we're gonna do. Uh, normally these interviews are only like 30 minutes, but this is a good friend, friend of mine. I've talked to him for I know I've known Anthony shoot since uh, I've known him since like 2000 and like 10, 2011. Hey, welcome back, Dre Fire. So we're kind of it's good because there's some stories I haven't even heard from him before. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap, the, uh, do the second half of this. I'm gonna bring him back on. And uh, we're gonna go and wrap up the rest of the interview. Uh, let's see here, I'm gonna bring him back here. Bam, Anthony. Welcome back, Dre Fire. We're just uh, doing the second half of this Job Jumper Journeys interview. Um, looks like it should work. Yeah, sorry about that. I always forget that, like, on here, they don't like to go for an hour, and then, like, the automatic automatically just cut you off. They don't warn you, so you gotta, like, look at the clock and stuff. So, but you're good. Though. This is good stuff. So, um, we can kind of like start talking about like your time after the military, and then like what you do sure. now, and then wrap it up from there. So, um, so uh, <laughs> um, real quick, real quick, it's funny, man. You got like, all right, my brother. All right, I'll, I'll, my brother. I warn you right now. He is a little vulgar. Uh, we're like almost. I love my brother to death. He, he's like my brother. I look, we just a little bit different uh, in some way. So uh, you got to check out though his pod. He has this podcast called the Red Leg Podcast. Uh huh. And it's uh, I think it's supposed to be yeah, Red Leg. And I'll send you the link. But if you ever just like you have nothing else to do, or you just kind of need some like background, something to listen to, it's funny because he's yeah. talking about all his experiences like the army. He did like seven years. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny, man. <laughs> I, I know he got some stories. He saw combat over there in Iraq, Afghanistan. Oh, had some buddies pass, like, get killed over there. So, uh, yeah, shout out to my big brother, Les Yancey. Uh, yeah. For sure. Cool. Um, so, yeah, you were, in, you were, you were there, down there, and you wrapped up, uh, basic. And, then, like, what was your, your MOS? Like, Supply. Supplies. So, I did supply here. Yeah. yeah, it's not the easiest thing to get a job with afterward. <laughs> like, it's not like no. A, I mean, it's like a technical to go work at a warehouse, but right. I mean, it's better than it's better than than nothing. I mean, you can't if you get you get to a certain level. I, I had a sergeant who became a manager uh, at at Walmart, like a supply manager, like but it was a high level, oh, yeah. like a like a good a good paying salary job. Uh, so. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, yeah. But re- really, one thing that I really learned is that everything in life is up to you. You know that that's that's what I learned, and like to kind of take more control of of the situations that you have, mm. uh, or of the situations that are presented in front of you. Yeah. Um, um, especially when it comes to choosing your job. If it was up to me, I would have chose a chaplain assistant. Um, if I knew that that was a job that existed, um, because a chaplain assistant, because like the chaplains don't, they can't carry weapons, right? And so they have to basically have a bodyguard, and and the bodyguard uh, help helps them set up for church, like helps them come up with flyers and and bullets and things. And I was like, that that would have been cool for me. That would have been easy. And like you, 
like you don't you don't have to be lifting heavy stuff you don't have to do anything like that you it is there's a little more freedom in in that um and i kind of wish that i was that i did that because you're you're hanging out with the captain all day that's pretty much what you do because the all all chaplains are captains um i think so there might be lieutenants i'm not sure but but i'm 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 pretty all the captains that i all the chaplains that i saw were captains wow um but um yeah so if i could go back i would definitely be a chaplain assistant and i'll probably still be in but you kind of picked supply because they was that they were giving like scholarship money more money or bonus no he the the uh it was according to the unit that i was going to uh like they had they had need i guess for that right so if i was going and and that's another reason why i would go active because the the jobs would would be pretty much limitless i mean there would be a a vast uh amount of more uh, there would be a lot more uh options to choose from for sure yeah i'm I don't know. I'm still thinking about it, man. I'm because I, I I can't do it because uh, you know my personal situation. Like I can't, I can't do it until like June if I do it. But uh, okay. I'm, I'm debating. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that all that structure, man. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be that dude sleeping in there and like sleep. <laughs> I, I hate doing oh. ups, man. Like I got little chicken wing arms. And, uh, I can run and you- not all yeah, we'll see we'll see you I, I think you'd learn how to adapt because when 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 you know like the security behind it because there's i won't lie there's a lot of security behind it as far as far as like finances going so especially for men with uh, pa- parents yeah you know if you have children you know and those that have spouses spouses and stuff there there's there are a lot of benefits and the uh, like the tricare that uh that that they have the insurance that they have yeah is it's it's crazy i mean it's it's yeah. really good especially if you have a lot of kids the closest thing i've even seen to tricare is what my dad has at board like and they don't companies like jobs don't you know that you know companies don't have that kind of insurance like they used to so yeah. retirement like that's Sometimes I wonder too, man. If I had just done, I, was, I think I told you I was going to do Air Force Observes, man. Sometimes I wonder, like, just how different my whole path would be if I had just gone. But I'm so worried about missing my second uh, son's birth and this some other stuff. I backed out, so I don't know. But I'm thinking about it, man. So, uh, so after you got out of the military, you know, what, what was that like for you? Uh, you don't have to go into all the like. You know stuff I know about, like with the military stuff. Like, just kind of like, what was the transition like? What job did you do? Because you, you were doing reserve, so you had to get like a regular job too. Uh, did you go back to school? Right. What was like? What was that like for you? Um. Okay. So yeah, joining. Uh. Uh. So after I joined the military, then I was still working at Coles. Uh, I was able to keep my job there, so I kept my job at Coles. Uh. When, when I, I went back there, I was like, okay. I, I got to leave because I, I started doing the math and I was like, I'm so I was 24 at the time. Yeah. And I was making like $8.98. And I was like, what on earth am I doing? Yeah. You know, I, I I just felt like I was missing, like I, I wasn't challenging myself. 
at all. Um, so then I went. So this was the beginning of my job hopping, and and uh, <laughs> just going going from job to college job. job. To... College job jumping. Job jumping sounds better. Than mine. <laughs> my bad. You said what? Hold up. Job Hold up. jumping. Job, job, job jumping, yeah. We gotta stay yeah, with the thing. Um, we gotta stay with the thing. Job jumper journey. Sure. No, no. I mean, you know, I I even said job jumping in one of my one of my songs, and uh, and I know that the, I know that the typical thing is job hopping, but but yeah. So that's when I started my job jumping journey. Yeah. It was um, it was crazy. So I right after Coles, I went to do housekeeping at uh, Liberty Hospital, mm-hmm. um, and then from there I went to. Uh, yeah, I, I worked at Liberty Hospital for nine months. Then I went to um, Truman Medical Center doing the same thing for six months. Um, and I never forget uh, this story. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a little this a little much, but <laughs> let me tell you. So I imagine you got a bunch of stories. Like <laughs> when when you're cleaning rooms. Yeah. At uh, when you're cleaning people's personal rooms, you know, at at a hospital and they're dealing with sicknesses and everything, you know, it's a <laughs> it's it's definitely a humbling ex- experience and like I, I would definitely be praying for some of the people and it, it, was, it was tough but there was one time when uh there was <laughs> okay i'm like <laughs> viewer discretion is advised you know i'm just playing no but there was there was a bloody turd okay um inside of the toilet and i had to plunge it because it was stuck right and yeah um at that point i said i will never clean toilets again <laughs> and about two weeks later i i, I left that job <laughs> uh, hey i don't blame all right uh i was just reading have you read the uh the pursuit of happiness the actual book yet like, no you gotta read the book because like i feel like the movie only shows like the uh the movie actually only shows like the last um, half of like last quarter of the book, like. But the book goes into more of like back backstory, like his whole childhood and like oh, okay. more details of things and like. And one of the things he had to do was clean bedpans or whatever in the military or something like that. And just hearing those story like about being humbling, and eventually got used to it. And uh, yeah, I know, yeah. That, yeah, that's one of those things. Like things like that make me want to throw up, man. Like how doctors yes. do it, medical anybody, nurses. I just, I don't know, man. I just anyway, yeah. So you know, leaving there after two weeks, you said like you're gonna. Uh no, no. About two weeks later, after I said that, uh, after I said I'm, I'm, I'm never cleaning up this this issue again. Like I, I, I did cuss. I was pissed. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> uh, and, image in my head now. <laughs> so, so it it was a, it was like a, it was a downward spiral as far as like how quickly I would get jobs and leave jobs from then. So it was nine months at Liberty Hospital, uh, six months at um, Truman Medical Center. Then I then I worked at a, uh, what's it called? This is 2015. Um, then I worked at uh, Harley Davidson for two weeks. Oh yeah. Um, then from there I went to 
uh, this place called, uh, uh, um, I worked for Wonder Bread. So what I was doing at Wonder Bread was I was scraping off, uh, we, we were basically getting the old Wonder Bread that was bought out by somebody else to, um, to be up to code. Right. So we were scraping off all the old dough. That stuff, it took forever. Um, Is that like a contract so, job? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the time, it was a temp, it was a temp job yeah. until the guy was like, gonna hire us on it was an ambassador services or something like that was the name of the company this uh man from georgia was hiring us on um so i was at that job for about four months uh-huh. um let me see so yeah so truman medical center and then uh yeah starting it with Truman medical center in 2015 that that was the start of the job of, of like the job jumping in one year so Mm. Okay, so Truman Medical Center, uh, Harley Davidson, um, 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 the am- ambassador place. Uh-huh. Then uh, from there, shucks, man, it, it kind of goes into a blur. I can't lie. I'm trying to think <laughs> of where else. Um, shucks. I think the last job I remember you telling me about was the uh, the airport stuff. So you did a lot of things between before you got on with the airport? Yes, because the airport was February 2016. Like TSA? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me think. Airport. Well, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I will really have to go back and... and so you probably... You've at least got like 10, though. I get. I, I would say ten jobs. Um, in in the year, in 2015, I had eight different jobs. Wow, just in one year. Yeah, that was it. Was the worst. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, and I would sometimes quit jobs without having anything lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like going out on a whim, like, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Um. I'm laughing because I can relate to that, <laughs> that stuff, man. <laughs> it's a ter- it's, it's, like, it's, it's a terrible thing. Like, Take care of a lady if she's in your life or whatever. 
and also pursue the things that you really enjoy doing, you know, and being able to somehow make money from that, you know. So, um, yeah, I guess that's a good segue to kind of wrap things up. Like for you, sure. Uh, welcome, Matthew. Thanks for the, the likes and everything. Um, what was the I'm interviewing my good friend here? Uh, uh, he, he knows you. This guy knows you. Yes, Matthew. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think which I'm trying to think which which Matthew this is. Matthew Matthew. Yeah, yeah, we just doing wrapping up this interview for job jumping journeys here, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep rolling with it. Uh, did you? I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this question. So you ended up getting on with the airport, right? We'll just fast yes. forward to that after all the job hopping. How, how, yeah. how made you choose that out of all the, how did you get on with them? Uh, I was, uh, I, I was, tra- I was attempting to transfer to a different, um, to a different National Guard unit. And this guy was like, uh, 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 was like, hey man, are, are you looking for a job? I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, dude, this super easy job doing security at the airport. And I was like, Ooh, I heard about those, but then he was like, you know, it's 16 bucks an hour. At that point, I hadn't made that much an hour, and I was just like, well, I mean, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So I I sent out for that job, but then I I was also still going for this other job, which was um being like a picker or puller at a um at this place called PBA Health, and I was like, let me go ahead and do this, um, you know, and so I knocked that out. It was like 13 an hour. And I was like, okay, you know, um, I was like, I was like, let's do this. Um, and then, you know, if things fall fall out with that job, then I'll try to go back to the airport, or you know, just wait to hear back from the airport. Because at that time, I hadn't heard back from them in like a month. Um, and so I was like, whatever, maybe I didn't get it. On my first day at the new job, being a picker and, and puller, the lady called me and told me I got the job at at, uh, at the airport. Wow. And so I was like, you got to be kidding me because I was trying to calm myself down. I was talking to this, <laughs> I was talking to this girl at the time and she was like, uh, she, she was, you know, all this financial stuff. You need to get your life together and all this stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, not trying to hear, but I was listening. I was listening to everything she was saying. And I was like, all right, let me, cause I was like, I don't want to jump to another job. So I told him, I was like, I just started another job today. You know this and that that this and she was like okay um so i was at that job for three months and and i was waiting to hear how much people got paid once they got hired on to the job and it was like it was like 15 cents more and i was like oh no i was like i'm going I, I i gotta go so i called the lady back i was like hey are you guys still looking for um you know for for people and she's like yeah and all my information was already turned in so i was like i, I would like to take that job you know if it's still available she said okay cool so then uh she called me back a couple of days later was like can you come in at this time i was like yes i can and i should not have told the guy that i was starting a new job i should have waited till i was trying to give him he- heads up notice but he just told me to go home you know he was like he was like, all right you know you can go ahead and leave now and i was like yeah they don't yeah they're not yeah, that, that you man. They just you gotta always kind of. Like, I've learned that like, sometimes when you're trying to do the right thing, companies want you to do the right thing, but 
you know, they don't do right by you when whenever it's convenient for them, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. But, yeah. So he ended up just letting you go. He said, no, you don't even do your two weeks. Like, you can go now. Yep. But you were able to yep. get the job at the TSA or whatever. So it wasn't yep. too bad. That was, yeah. I, I should still be there now, you know, and because uh, because what I I learned and like how my life changed, I just my mind began to change and I was reading. I started reading a lot. I started reading a lot more and applying what I was learning and started, you know, in um, to I was um, started to save more money to invest more money. And like things were just opening up for me because I had some, I had some freedom. I was paying my debt off. Um, you know, by the time I was done with that, by the time I left that job, which I never should have, uh, uh, I, I, I had, I was, I was out of debt, and I was good. I got back into debt later, but that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, what, what was the question again? So I can, so we can wrap this up. Oh yeah, yeah. I can keep talking. This, this has been good, man. Uh, so overall, like, I guess now, you, you see, that's hindsight 2020, you know, you're gone from TSA. Uh, oh, I guess, so how, why did you leave, why did you end up leaving TSA originally? Um, things started to and, get really... And how long were you there? Six months. Okay. It, it felt like a year because we worked six days a week. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just like, oh, but, you know, I was never complaining about my check. Never complaining. No. Were you one of the people just like sitting there checking IDs or whatever? So, um, so when when you're in that position, you do all positions. Um, or I mean, as a TSA officer, you do all positions. It's like thirty minute, um, 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 segments or like rotations. Yeah, thirty minute rotations. You do that, and so it's it's cool. Um, it's a really easy job. Honestly, it is one of the easiest jobs that that I've that I've had, and I got paid the most than I did from other jobs. You know, of course, I'm I'm not I'm not like that's a satisfying wage, but it's definitely a livable wage. You know, to live off of sixteen or seventeen an hour. Especially in Missouri. Um, you said what? Especially in Missouri and Kansas. Yes. Yeah. Especially in Missouri. Um. So getting notifications uh but yeah so um golly i'm trying to go back I'm trying to think of the question you asked yeah so i left there uh then i started driving a taxi because uh i, I originally i i originally left to uh to join a bank um to become a teller yeah. and you, you remember because uh you got me going to commerce bank oh, yes yeah, so you got yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yep that that that's around the time that we reconnected, actually. Yep. Was right then. Yep. Over at on Truth. You're gonna work at the one on Truth, right? Yep. yep. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, so I told him I, I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't have anything lined <laughs> I didn't have anything lined up once again. Oh, what what, what, what? Uh, real quick, real quick. What was it about working at the bank that was like for you? Like what was it like? Was it like the stress from beating the demand of customers, or just like being cooped up in that little <laughs> time? Like what was it about the? Yeah, it was, just, it was definitely being 
being cooped up in that in that uh in that room and the one on truce has that bulletproof glass <laughs> it's got that bu bulletproof glass i mean you feel like you're in a prison man <laughs> i felt like i was in a prison for real i was like dude this is not where it's at man Oh, man, like, I, I really wish they could have put you somewhere like different because it would have like Brookside, even Brookside, like would have been a better experience for you. Brookside was beautiful. I, I were, mean, oh, you were a folk teller, right? Or you so you had to go. No. Are you I well, I I had to train at uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I had to train at Brookside. Oh, yeah. Um, and and when when I went there, I was like. Oh, night I'm not day. going back. It's night and day. I, night and day. I mean, people my age. There were there were a couple pretty girls there. It was like, and plus Brookside. You know, it was all kind of bad chicks coming in there. It's just it's encouragement to come to work. You know. <laughs> like, it's I'm sorry, that location. Even I didn't. I used to feel bad when I had. I'm like, I love the people that work there. Like my girl yeah. Sophia and all that. Uh, I can't remember that one black dude's name. Uh, he played rugby. But anyway, uh, yes, Mike Michael or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I didn't really know the, the teller girls, but uh, I don't know. They, they all seemed <laughs> like they might go off on you though. They had that look. So I, whenever I walk back there, I just like, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty cool. Small business or whatever, and I walk out. <laughs> so. Uh, Man, that's, that's hilarious. So you ended up leaving because you got the, because uh, you, you needed a car, right? You needed a vehicle. Or you have issues with your no. car. You um, not, not really at that time. I was just looking for a job. And I didn't have one. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have one at the time because I just quit the, quit the, uh, the taxi thing over the, uh, the bank thing. What happened with that, that timing or whatever? You just had quit and you were just like, I just need something. <laughs> my home, my homeboy, the guy I was right with, I call him Snook. He's like, man, we just need to come up with a meme. Just call it the Yancey. This is like all these little memes of me just like leaving a job or whatever. Like, like I'm <laughs> whenever somebody man. leaves a job, we like call it the Yancey or whatever. <laughs> That's how it is. But so you got the taxi gig at uh uh. Z, Z, Z trip or 1010. I call it, yeah, Z trip. Um, so you got on there. Like, how did you even hear about, hear about it? I was looking on Craigslist. That's how desperate I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know, man. You know, reach a new level. Boy, I was desperate. Yeah, so you took that and you drank the Kool Aid, the $70 a day. We don't have to oh my gosh. That's a whole other story. And then, um, um, like, so this is fast forward. Like, we won't even talk. That's a whole nother. Like, you can talk all day about that. So, right. you did that for a while. That's how I ended up in the taxi game for a minute because you were working doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some wild stuff, man. Uh, I can't believe I did that. All right. But, uh, so, you, um, all right. <laughs> did you do anything after that? Like, or did you? So what? Do you, I'll just fast forward. What are you doing? So what? What do you say you're uh, you're working at now? Which company? Okay. So at 
at the moment right now, I am I'm not working right now. Okay. Uh, so on the 25th of this month, I start an apprenticeship with um with Anthony Heating and Cooling. Yeah. It's called um, Anthony so, Heating and Cooling. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the big the, yeah. the big one with the they got the uh hold on. They got Yep. Your grandpa owns that? Oh no. No, no. Um this is yeah, this is a separate job because I, I got I got fired from from my last job. Uh that, that's a yeah, that's a whole yep, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, we'll have to go there. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um I got fired from my last job, which actually this year I got fired from two jobs. I've never been fired before. Um but I was supposed to be fired in another job, but that's that's another yeah. um story. Um uh my my friend Kylie is on here. It's kind of funny because she was a manager at the store that I was supposed to be fired at. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it, it was at it was at Coles. Hey, nothing. Is, um, if I post this interview, it's not gonna hurt you with your new company, right? Like if I talk about this part, they already know you. Um, nope, because I, I already got the job, so ain't nothing they can do about it. All right, they, but you didn't have to like you have to disclose that at all, or you told them about? Um, no, I did not tell them about that actually. All Anthony yes. Yeah, so, yeah, my my grandpa owns his own um a, a separate business, and I'm I'm open to help him out with with some of his runs because he's getting up there. Yeah. He's I know he's over seventy. I just um, talked I just talked to a dude the other few like weeks ago. He's like, yeah, my dad owns a heating and cooling business, and literally all he does like most of his calls are just replacing the filter because people are lazy about replacing the filters and they give them a bill <laughs> like, so uh, yeah stuff is like it, it, it you that uh, like that's one thing that that i've been slacking in is getting a skill and so i'm like i know once i get this skill mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll i'll be able to invest into my business ideas oh man uh, so and so all right very last i guess are two more questions that will be done here. Uh, one is for you. What do you feel like? Um, what like? What do you ultimately want? Feel like you want to do like long term? Like, like if you could rank one, two, three, or, or one, number one. What like how you spent your the rest of the days? Like, what would you want to do? Um, creating. Uh, what whatever it may be. I, I would love to create positive TV shows, um, cartoons. I just got this idea for a cartoon the other day after hearing one of my brother's uh, beats. So uh, I would I would like to create movies um, and songs and, and things like that, but especially for um, um, especially for black um, black children uh, grow, uh, growing up for them to see something different 
than uh, than what is fair to them now. I think that um, it's it, because it's uh, you know I think that sci-fi is is cool, and I'd like to see some movies that maybe are are just a little bit extreme, but something to kind of take our minds away from this constant reality of that we have to be we have to make sure that we are um cautious around cops that were saying the right thing they were doing this you know and and i mean i know this stuff is true it's it's real and i feel like we should tell those things to our children but i i think our children should also enjoy life you know and and be able to see themselves as some something more than just uh, a target or 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 something that that needs to be corrected you know or or that that needs to be suppressed and handled in order to in order to uh thrive in this life hmm. I, I don't know um I but yeah creating create creating for the rest of my life um that's what i want to do <laughs> for sure that's what's up man um for those that don't know anthony he does uh he creates a lot of things already he's done some music you working on a you working on a project right now you said um or well with the punk band right or oh yes yes so I, i'm a keyboardist um in in the funk band jc and the new king of punk stands for jewel carter stands for jewel carter not not jesus christ uh, <laughs> okay. um but yeah so that's my uh uh that's what i have going right now and i look forward to uh I look forward to doing more. I'm working on a series right now. Um, man, I've been slacking major, but I'm working on turning my EP into a series so that people are able to partake in my story, in my journey uh, to the palace, which the palace for me is just like the mindset of continuing and not, not, not stopping and not letting anything hold you back. That's like true, true riches for for me. Wow, we're gonna talk more about that later, man. Uh, when we just uh, chopping it up off camera, right? Um, right. And then uh, last, last thing, man. Like for you, what 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 kind of advice would you give? I'm like, almost if you could talk to your younger self when you're like 18. Like, what would you tell yourself at 18? I w- I would tell myself to. Um. Uh, to not doubt myself when when I have um the intuition and I have the discernment to to know what I can do and to know my limitations, to not limit myself and to not count myself out too early, but to uh to take more chances on uh on on anything that I want to do. Um, yeah, definitely uh, take more chances and to uh, to share more of my story and more of myself with people and connect with people more, uh, and not not on a basis to look to get anything out of it, but just just to connect with people. Wow. To uh, yeah. That's dope, man. You uh, you already kind of confirmed some things. 
that had been like playing around in my head, but it's like, uh, you know, you, that sometimes that voice, especially when you have an entrepreneurial mindset or you got a, a creative mindset, like, you're not like, it, it, it makes you feel like you're dying inside if you're not, if you just follow the path of everybody else, you know, um, just content with just doing it the corporate way, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So even, even that voice can like drown out all those beliefs. Everything you just said, you may believe it in your heart or you may speak it out loud, but then there's something about like actually moving your hands and your feet and like doing something about it. Like going yeah. full head, steam ahead. Or some people, somebody said recently, when this dude I used to sell cars with, he's like, Aaron, he's got, you know, he's got to, um, sometimes you got to jump and not worry about, uh, like, would you jump out of a plane without a parachute, knowing that somebody was going to come down and still catch you, like, that person to help you, like, sometimes you got to, yeah, and, and even if you jump once and you died in that ground or whatever, like, you just got to keep jumping, like, I don't know, you can't think back to that time you, even if you felt like you might have hit splat on the ground and died, like, you, you're not, you're never done until God calls you out of the right. earth, so, um, right. man, well, thank you so much for this, this, uh, this time, man, like, this has been, like, one of the, I always, I always say, like, every interview keeps getting better, like, I always say this one was better than the last one, they're all good, but this is really good, because I actually know you. Right. right. Some of the other people I've interviewed so far. So um, that's why it went a lot longer <laughs> than usual. So. Right. But it's good. It's real good. So uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, ch we'll we'll chat up later. Okay. Well, you know, we always stay in touch like every couple weeks or whatever. So for sure. All right, man. You have a good night. Hey, you too. Good to hear from you. I right, have fun tonight, man. All right, bro. Keep creating. <laughs> oh yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace.